Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Good day and welcome back for another episode of the T-Bone Speaks podcast. And today we will be continuing our discussion of my new uh, book that you can download, uh, Creating the Dental Practice Pivot. And uh, over the last few episodes, we've talked about kind of the overall why it's important to do a practice pivot. We've talked about the business mindset of things. And what I want to do now is move into the last section of it, and that's about creating clinical diversity. I'm joined again by Hope, and today uh, Hope is going to help us walk through uh, creating clinical diversity in your practice. Great. We, um, As a quick recap, um, the first um, keys all had to do with the practice side of your business. Key number one was in, pra- in making a dental practice pivot, you need to understand the three components of your practice. Um, number two was to um, help you find what's hidden, like the value that's already hidden in your current mm-hmm. practice. Three is to create a system of firm financial arrangements. And then four, you talked about the importance of categorizing patients into the three different categories. Yeah, three different treatment categories. Treatment. Absolutely. And, and so <clears throat> now we're um, off to the part that you said most uh, dentists um, – the ears should, should be perking up now, This is the part right? that makes it is their happy place, right. I guess. So let's talk about practice, um, the clinical side. And key number five to making that yeah. practice pivot is to increase revenue by filing medical insurance. Yeah. So thank you, Hope. So let's, let's talk about it. So ultimately, uh, our number one challenge is we want to grow and increase revenue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so to me, there are several ways of increasing revenue. We can see more patients, we can do higher ticket dentistry, or we can get paid better for what we're doing, okay? And uh, the best of those, in my opinion, is getting paid better for what you're doing because it doesn't require you to do any more work. Right. It doesn't require you to see any more patients. You're just getting paid more for what you're doing. And the challenge we face in that is 80 or 90% of practices – are insurance practices. In other words, they participate in network with any of the number of the terrible insurance companies out there, okay? (laughs) And they limit or set what our fees are going to be. Right. Okay. So one of the things that I learned probably about four or five years ago was uh, using medical insurance in a dental practice. And quite frankly, it never even occurred to me. And when it did occur to me, I was told that it doesn't work or it's a lot of work, but being the person that says, you know, let me see for myself, uh, what I have found is part of what they're saying is absolutely correct, but 
it's not completely correct. It actually does work. And so what I want to say on a few points here is why do we need medical insurance mm-hmm. in the practice or why should you do it is, one, you're going to get paid better okay, okay uh, for the procedures you're already doing. And two, you're going to get paid for the procedures you're doing for free. And three, you're going to leave more money on the dental insurance for your patients to use their dental insurance for more dental things. So let me give an example of each one. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so... Leaving money on dental insurance. The easiest thing there is exams. So in dental insurance, we're allowed to have two exams per year for our patients. And each of those exams, whether they pay $30, $50, whatever it is, eats off of their maximum amount, the $1,000 and $1,500, leaving less each year for the patient to have towards other dentistry. Right. If we can offset that by shifting or pivoting our billing to medical insurance for those exams... We can now leave those exams, that money that was paid for the exams on dental insurance for the patient to use that towards the fillings or crowns or whatever it is. Right. Okay. The second side of that is on the increase in revenue. Typically, uh, medical insurance will have higher reimbursements for exams than dental insurance. Now, I do want to make a statement about medical insurance here, and I should have said it up front. Medical insurance varies from plan to plan, state to state. Results will vary from area to area, the the company mix that you have, all of these things, the state and the rules of that state, and whether you're in network and out of network. Just like it varies on dental insurance. Those things are still there for medical insurance. Okay, <clears throat> But an exam, for example, in the state of North Carolina, uh, when I submit an exam to m- dental insurance for a new patient, my typical reimbursement is 40 to $60. Okay. Okay. Now, when I send that same exam to medical insurance, my reimbursement varies from 110 to $180. Wow. So, okay. So it's double yeah. or triple. Right. Okay. Our reimbursement. And so not only are we leaving money in play for dental insurance, we're increasing our revenue for um, uh, ourselves for the same exam. Now, let's use the exams as the the third part of that, and that is things that we do for free, okay? So I can't speak to everybody on this, but if you're anything like me, you're oftentimes seeing a lot of your patients at no charge. So, you know, again, dental insurance allows two exams per year. If a patient comes in for a, uh, a toothache or something, Typically, we don't charge them the exam fee for that. We take care of it as, as complimentary for them. But that's an exam that we could have billed to medical insurance because medical insurance doesn't have a limitation frequency of how many exams you can do per year. Right. So okay. follow-up, that kind of thing follow-ups. you tend to do Absolutely. without charging. Exams beyond the two per year that dental insurance allows right. or okay. covers, we can still bill those to medical insurance. So just using exams as an example, this, quite frankly, the thing that we do the most of in our practice we literally do thousands of exams (laughs) a year in our practice Um, that allows us to understand how medical insurance can change the game there wow just that one component yeah and then there's so much more to medical insurance okay the advice i would give to uh people that are uh that have heard that medical insurance doesn't work or whatever it may be is we're often taught or we're often 
thinking to focus on the fancy procedures mm. to build to medical insurance. And to me, the real value is using medical insurance to pay for a lot of the everyday, everyday procedures. And the other thing that happens when you focus that way is when you do the everyday procedures on medical insurance, what happens is you learn how to bill the more fancy procedures a little bit better. That's great. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It does. And so... We- why do you think um, dentists have not embraced this? Well, we weren't taught it. Okay. okay. So it's just a lack of it, of knowledge or education. We're taught or that the medical system is broken. Okay. So why would we want to get into that? Okay. And there's some, right. there's some credence there. But I think, more, I think it's more that we, we simply hear what we want to hear from people. Right. And when somebody says it doesn't work, we totally dismiss the okay. idea. And I know later um, you're going to go into this in depth in, in one of, um, one of your podcast. podcast issues. So, But just as one of the keys, um, you want to know that you can increase revenue by filing medical insurance is key number five. That's correct. Um, let's go on to key number six, um, and it's all about implementing dental sleep medicine, for mm-hmm. which is a big win for you and for your patients. Patient. I know you're super passionate about yeah. this. Um, let's talk a little bit about why this brings you joy and how um, it can impact the bottom line for dentists. So, you know, dental sleep medicine, uh, first and foremost, let's kind of look at it this way. For for the next few keys, what Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about uh, are what I call practice differentiators. Okay. Okay. And and medical insurance is the same thing. All of this is about creating clinical diversity uh, and, and setting your practice apart and gaining your competitive edge. Really what we're trying to do is we're trying to separate ourselves from people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if, if there's 50 or a hundred dentists in your area, all 50 of them do exams, all 50 of them do hygiene services, all 50 of them do fillings, all 50 of them do crowns, all 50 of them may do extractions, all 50 of them or a large majority of them do root canals. Mm -hmm. But what really has to happen is you need to offer services that significant number of people aren't offering. Okay, The easiest path to growth is to go into a market that exists and is underserved. Okay, And sleep apnea, dental sleep medicine, is by far the largest and easiest market where those two things exist, where it's definitely available and it's underserved. Okay, So... Sleep apnea was important to me because of me. I'm a, Your I'm personal a, story. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a severe <laughs> sleep apneic. My wife kicks me out of the room half the time because of snoring. She put me onto a CPAP. I hated it. Mm-hmm. Dislike cleaning it. Dislike the mm-hmm. line I had in my face. All of those things. Right. And then I went to a seminar one day, and somebody was talking about oral appliances. And I said, why did my physician or my sleep mm-hmm. physician, why hasn't anybody ever given me this choice? So I've made it part of my mission in our practice to make sure that our public is aware that not that oral appliance is the choice or the only choice or even the best choice, that it's a choice. Right. Okay. And the truth is a significant number of our patients suffer from sleep disturbancing, mm. sleep disturbances, and it's a significant number of them can help. Uh, need help with sleep apnea and it's a new revenue source for you it's and and it pays pretty well it leverages medical insurance so it's minimal out of your pocket Mm -hmm. for your patients oftentimes and to what i what i really love about sleep beyond the patient reaction Mm -hmm. is that it's a team-driven procedure it is something that requires a minimal amount of my time and really allows my team to grow 
and to champion something and for them to have something that they can own and grow Right. with the practice. So you've given them the opportunity to take leadership and to own um, this area of practice, which means they're more engaged, they're happier, financially yeah. they're rewarded. Yeah. And then your patients are, you said they're hugging you, oh they're spat, their yeah. um, partners are thanking you because their lives are changed. Yeah, and you know, we all have different levels of patient comfort, right? <laughs> so we have some patients that'll just not say much, but you can see that they're happier. Some patients will tell you they're happy. Some patients will thank you for marital help in a way and then some patients will be a little inappropriate with you and tell you more specific about that stuff you know (laughs) but the consistent part of that is not a single patient has ever come to you come to me from a sleep uh, perspective Mm -hmm. and said i wish i never did this wow i hate going to the dentist Or any of those things. And that wears on you after oh, a while. Yeah. It really does. So that really compels you to be proactive yeah. and allow, um, give this as an option because Absolutely. you know. It's, a win, it's win, win, win. I love it. The patient wins, mm-hmm. the practice wins as a doctor, and the team wins as a new area for them to create growth in their life. Yes. That's great. It's, un- it's unbelievable. That's, that's so amazing. So to recap, key five is to increase revenue by filing medical insurance. Yeah. And key six is to implement dental sleep medicine because that's a big win for your patient and for you and for your, for your bottom line. Yeah. Um, and then key seven is discover the untapped market um, of, by utilizing implant dentistry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the number of teeth removed, yeah. how many are replaced, and just what a large yeah. um, potential there is. So again, it comes back to the concept of, is there a need and mm-hmm. is it being underserved? Right. Okay. And can we do it differently and better and succeed at it? Mm-hmm. And, and here's the challenge. The challenge is the vast majority of us, and meaning 98% of us were not trained about dental implants in dental school. Wow. Okay. So it's an advanced level procedure Mm -hmm. and it can even be an emotional level procedure, but the challenge is, is it fits outside of our comfort zone. Okay. Okay. So step one is you got to decide that you want to learn about implant dentistry, take some training online, live in person, didactic training, go to another country, go to uh, an office, go to your local surgeon's office, Mm -hmm. just get trained, buy a book, Come to our training class. Whatever it is that you want to do, get some implant training. Okay. Uh, step two is you got to implement this into your practice. And part of implementing it is understanding the opportunity. And the opportunity is this. Rough numbers here. We take, about, we take out about 40 million teeth a year in the United States of America. We place about 2 million implants a year. So that means only 5% of extracted teeth become implants. And that means there's 95% opportunity. And if you go back to episode one or two, I believe it was, where I talk about the power of 5%, right. if you just get into the habit of giving every patient a chance to say yes to the best, you'll buy attrition, get 5% case acceptance, and you'll do more than you expect it to do. And dental implants are a great revenue increaser. It's a great way to cut down the number of patients you see because mm-hmm. instead of instead of I'll give you the example, you know, an average implant from start to finish for a general dentist, and that's the advantage general dentists have is we can place and restore. Okay, okay. so we don't you know a specialist can only place, and then we were left with what they did to restore it, and we had to deal with whatever they did a good or bad job, okay, or good or not so good job. Um, but as as general dentists, we can place and restore, and today's technology makes it 
makes it honestly pretty easy. And uh, so uh, to use my example on this is uh, we get in our practice roughly $3,000, a little bit more, but let's use $3,000, start to finish, a very fair price. Uh, for, so for the consumer, it's very affordable um, uh, for an implant from start to finish. And it takes me about an hour and a half of chair time, start to finish, all included, including restoring it, the, placing it, planning it, the whole deal, about an hour and a half of chair time. And so that gives me $3,000 in revenue an hour and a half. And what I say to dentists is how many crowns or how many fillings would you have to do to, repl- to reproduce that three, three $3,000 in revenue? And how long would it take you to do that? Wow. So again, it comes back to the overlying principle, which is work smarter, not harder, see less patients, increase revenue, have more flexibility in your life. And dental implants is another part of that. So to build back on my dad's lesson that we're not trying to look for one thing that creates prosperity. We're looking for several, not a ton, but several things that each create components of prosperity so that we can be diverse and be somewhat recession proof in our practice and create sustainability. Great. So the ways to recap, um, five, six, uh, and seven ways to do that are filing medical insurance, um, through sleep medicine and through, um, embracing, um, implants. Yeah. Dental implants. Dental implants. So those are just practical ways. And like you said, rather than going to move the needle in a huge way with one change in your practice, Mm -hmm. the best way to pivot your practice is to institute, um, diversity and a variety of procedures and changes in your practice um, and you will incrementally one upon the other build and you'll increase revenue and gain more flexibility and if we don't mind hope i'd like to take a moment to talk about flexibility a little bit okay so one of the things that's going to be key in in doing these things okay Mm -hmm. and and the question is 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 it the cart before the horse or the horse before the cart (laughs) okay and there's no right answer on this Okay. okay it depends on your personality and your makeup here but to do sleep medicine to do more implants you've got to have time right okay so part of the key in all of this is we want to go from building a dental practice to building a dental business. We want you to bring in an associate. We want you to bring in a partner maybe, mm-hmm. okay, so that you can buy or create margin in your life. So as the senior or the owner dentist, you can pick and choose, again, the advanced dentistry, emotional dentistry from your pot of general dentistry. You can pick and choose and have the time and the bandwidth to actually implement these things. And so, and, and then when, when we brought an associate to our practice, who's soon going to become partner, hopefully, uh, it created even mm-hmm. more. It's, it's just this snowball effect. It's not any, right. back to the magic bullet thing. Right. It's not any one thing that does right. this. It is little by little by little. And next thing you know, you're like, holy smokes, my practice is transformed. Right. And I'm happier. Well, and that's what you said in episode one or two. You talked about the general dentistry still remaining that 70%. But as you grow and allow, um, learn, and um, offer more um, different procedures, you, there's no way to clone yourself. There's no yeah. way for you to do that. So you bring someone. I don't want to work more. No. In fact, I want to do the opposite. Right. And that's what you're less. doing. You're able to work less, make more money, mm-hmm. bring someone on board to help maintain that general dentistry, which keeps the stream of patients that you need mm-hmm. so that you can then go to advanced and, and emotion. to emotional. Yeah. So it's a beautiful system. Yeah. So key number eight 
is embrace orthodontics, why it's important to give your patients what they want. Yeah. So, you know, again, the theme here is going beyond dental school dentistry. We didn't learn medical insurance there. We didn't learn dental sleep medicine. We didn't learn dental implants, and we certainly didn't learn orthodontics. Mm -hmm. And technology is the great equalizer. It makes things more attainable. And today, technology is there that general dentists can pick and choose and do orthodontic cases. I'm not saying become an orthodontist. Okay, I'm saying pick and choose and do the cases that fit within your practice and leverage invisible, clear line of therapy, whether that's Invisalign or any of the other brands out there. Invisalign happens to be the one that we currently use at this time uh, because they've created a a brand name. Hmm. So let's leverage their millions (laughs) in marketing and offer those services. So again, I'm going to come back to the hidden potential in your practice, the power of 5%, those 1,500 or 2,000 patients that you have in your practice. And if we say you have 2,000 active patients in your practice, what percentage of those patients have minorly crooked teeth or crooked teeth? And the answer is going to be, again, a third of them. Right. Okay. So now suddenly we have six or 700 opportunities within our practice. Mm -hmm. If we get 5% to say yes a year, suddenly we're doing 20 or 30 orthodontic cases with an average revenue of four to $5,000. Boom. There we go. Another hundred thousand dollars in revenue. And again, less patients you got to see less people you got to see another area for you to build your practice to now be able to afford to bring in the associate or partner in your practice to be able to offer extended hours, all of these different things that you want to do. And again, with invisible orthodontics, the other advantage there, it's again, it's a very much a team driven procedure. Mm-hmm. So it takes minimal amount of your time. You still got to oversee it. You got to understand it. All of those things. It's not as easy as taking an impression and sending it to them, but there's so much opportunity there. It's about growing your practice. It's little by little, piece by piece, pivoting your practice to something that you want to do. Wow, that's great. So you're not only serving um, your bottom line, you're serving your team by giving them opportunities to take leadership. And you're serving your current patients who have the desire for this. And because they already know you have a relationship with you and trust you, Mm -hmm. when you offer them this, it's easy for them to say yes. I always say, let's focus. Your patients know, love, and trust you. Right. Why would you not leverage that? Right. And they don't want to go anywhere else. No, it's a disservice, actually, yeah. if, if you're you not You make it offering. inconvenient for them. Right. It's more expensive. You can let me. It's, it's, it's win, win, win all the way around. Right. That's great. Yeah. So um, that's step number eight is embracing orthodontics. And then uh, key number nine is oral conscious sedation. Yeah. Um, and that has a lot to do with helping patients say yes. Yes. So, you know. I, I have a hard time saying sedation is clinical to a certain degree okay. uh, because I think of sedation more to a certain degree as business part of it, but it's clinical because we have to mm-hmm. learn it. We have to do it, all of these things. But sedation really is the part that kind of ties things together. Okay. It is um, oftentimes, quite frankly, I think it might be the missing piece in a lot of practices. And so let me explain what I mean by that. Um, our patients uh, don't say yes to treatment due to time money and fear. Right. Okay. And it's probably time, fear and money. And it's probably fear (laughs) a little bit higher than all of them. Right. Right. Okay. So what can we do to make patients less fearful? Mm -hmm. So again, we can tap into a market that's underserved. Mm -hmm. We can have another service that we provide that a majority or vast majority of people around you, your quote unquote competition aren't doing. Okay. And how can we make it that it's actually funner to work on patients, (laughs) patients that are sleeping and not wiggling around and not looking at their clock, not worried about how long you've gone to do a hygiene check. 
those patients love it. Right. You know, you love it. And, and then to build on it for the practice side of it, what sedation has allowed us to do in our practice is we can do more dentistry on people. Because people can't sit there for two, three, four hours right. awake getting dentistry done. Some can. Most don't right. want to. If you gave them a choice, none of them would say, I prefer that. Right. No one would say, I prefer to be awake for four hours to get dentistry mm-hmm. done. No right. one. Right. Okay? Uh, so <clears throat> it allows you to do more dentistry on your patients. It allows you to serve an underserved population, the people that aren't going. And number three, it allows you to really build your surgical side of your practice. People have an innate fear about having the word surgery done. Okay? Right. And while I don't consider single-tooth implant surgery... Okay, it's in their patient's mind. The fear it's is it's a fear, right? So right. we can offer sedation to overcome that fear. And one thing, one key point I would make to those that are already doing sedation is: don't wait for the patient to ask. Hmm. Make it a part of your offering. Okay, so one of the best things I did was I stopped making sedation optional sometimes i started telling patients this type of procedure requires sedation right whether we charge or don't charge or any of those things i i kind of put the money to the side for a second and i focus on what makes me happy and enjoyable right and then it becomes more justifiable to you right. and and oral conscious sedation is unbelievably safe uh, dr brian mcgu teaches our oral conscious sedation class at 3d dentist fantastic dentist uh, makes learning sedation a little bit of a boring topic, <laughs> but he makes it pretty fun. And uh, it's, it can be a game changer for your practice. And it's one more thing. And the beauty of sedation. So he, here's, I want to wrap it up with this sure. on the sedation part. <clears throat> you may say, I don't want to do sleep apnea. You may say, I don't want to do implants. You may say, I don't want to do ortho. You may say, I don't want to do medical insurance. You should never say you don't want to make your patients more comfortable mm-hmm. and have a service there. So even if you are a restorative dentist that's busy and loving that, offer sedation to your patients and you'll do more restorative dentistry on your patients because you'll do more at one time and you and your patient will have a better experience in your practice. Right. Okay. Sedation is a universal whether you're pivoting your practice or not. It is the one right. program that I think that nearly every dentist should be providing. That's a great um, summary of the fact that it just undergirds um, the more advanced and cosmetic procedures, but for any general dentist who uh, can benefit because there, there's no doubt there's fearful patients. There's patients who you could help have a, um, a happier experience and, um, and be able to say yes to more things if you allow that. It's as the name of the game, right? That's right. You know, the Serve name of the them. game is, is, number one, the real boss in any practice is the patient. Right. Our our number one boss is the patient. They're our consumer. And we should do everything we should do should be based around making sure that we take care of our consumer that fits within Mm -hmm. the culture of the human being. So in order to grow your practice, your your revenue, um, to gain a competitive advantage and to gain more freedom or flexibility in your life, um, you've laid out uh, nine steps. Yeah. Um, and today we covered um, those that deal with your um, the, the clinical side of your practice. We talked about um, oral sedation. We talked about orthodontics. We talked about sleep apnea or sleep, uh, dental sleep medicine. We talked about medical billing. Um, if a dentist is willing to uh, take a moment of self-reflection mm-hmm. and think about ways to actually change their life, uh, their lifestyle, their family, um, and their practice, um, 
why would you say it's important for them to embrace this pivot? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Well, I always start off by saying that no one needs, no, no, very few people, very few people in the dental industry need change. Okay. Nobody needs it. Because you're living, a, you're, we're living, a, right. I, I, listen, I, I, every one of you listen to the podcast, the vast majority of you had a choice of cars. Hmm. Okay. You had a choice of clothes. You don't struggle to put food on your table. You don't struggle for, to have a home or a place to live. Okay. So no one really needs change that's listening to this mm-hmm. podcast we may have struggles in our lives there may be times we have ups and downs but no one really needs change and i think that's the first thing that people truly have to recognize you don't need this okay you have to want this right. okay and i believe you have to have want it for one of three reasons or multiple of three reasons okay and that is you want to earn more you want to make more money you want to have more time off to do nothing, to enjoy it with your family, to find a new family, whatever it is that you want time off for, or you just want to reignite a passion for your profession and you want to have satisfaction. So I believe it's money, time, and satisfaction. And if you want more of any of those things, creating a practice pivot is a solution and a path, a proven path that can get you all three of those things. And very rarely are there things or things or processes that we can do that can help us achieve all three. And that's really the, 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 the thing that I didn't set out to do, didn't go into it with the plan. But when I came out this end, I looked back and reflected and I said, wow. Right. So your heart really is to guide um, Dennis through the pivot that you've made over time and by allowing you to guide them you're helping them uh, you're you're shortening the process hopefully removing some of the obstacles uh, making the transition um, 
faster with it was a 10-year overnight success for me (laughs) so (laughs) you're willing to help them have a a real overnight and it doesn't need to take them 10 years right I, i firmly believe a a true practice pivot you can see good results in nine to 12 months. That's great. Okay. You can see, you can see true progress in the nine to 12 months. Now I want to be clear about this. A pivot does not happen overnight. Mm -hmm. You said in the beginning of the book, it is not a magic bullet. It doesn't happen in a year or two. Oftentimes it takes time. And quite frankly, it doesn't ever finish. Okay. And I'd like to address one last thing. Okay. I talked about the clinical part of it. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I I listed specific procedures that we're doing in our Mm -hmm. practice. There are so many other procedures like that out there. Okay. okay, fundamentally, that's why I listed the business stuff first. Okay. Okay, if you implement some of the business patient-centric keys, the one through four that we talked about, right. then you can pick and choose what, or add in or subtract what clinical procedures you want because they all fit into the same processes. Right. And that's what's the beauty of this. I didn't set aside to do implants. I didn't set in to do sleep. All of these things were natural progressions that happened for me year over year over year over year. Right. It wasn't like I did all of this at one time. So it can be an incremental change is what you're uh, saying. It, it, it should is be. be an incremental change. And an if you can ad- address those um, fundamentals of on the practice side, yeah. And then um, pick and choose and grow um, with the clinical side, um, you can make that pivot. I think my gift is to help simplify things, Mm -hmm. to cut through the BS, okay, and give it to people straight. Right. Another gift I have is I can see the potential within people Mm -hmm. and what they're capable of. And I have zero issue making people a little uncomfortable and helping them achieve it. Now, some people don't want to achieve it, and that's okay. I fail at this, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I fail at helping patients, helping other dentists pivot their practice. But I want to help people. We, we, we truly have the best profession. It's unbelievable what we can do. And this podcast is living proof of that. This podcast mm-hmm. costs me money to do. Right. You know, and, and even before I had a mastermind program to sell, even before I had classes to really sell, we were doing the podcast and, and I've been sharing my entire professional life from my days on dental town in 2001 to the advent of social media, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, all of these things. I've always been an open book about sharing. So if you <clears throat> are strapped for money and you need to, you, and you say, Hey, I don't need all the help. I can do it myself. You listen to the podcast. You can listen to the videos. You can reach out to me. You can ask questions. I'll help guide you for free. Right. And you can download the book. You can download the book. Which is free. Which is dentalpracticepivot.com. If you say, hey, I I need some help in some Mm -hmm. specific clinical areas, and I want want an implemental action plan to put sleep, dental medicine, uh, sleep, dental medicine, medical billing, implants, you can take a one-off workshop. Mm -hmm. Okay? But if you say, hey, I want to be all in. I want to really make a transformation. You can join the uh, 3D Mastermind for Practice Pivot, and we can work with you and your team over a period of time. I'm, it's not a consulting program. It's not any of those things. It's we're going to meet together. We're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to make each other uncomfortable, and we're going to see each other through the other side. And, and really, I think that's the next stage of my career is really helping people get there. To implement yeah. and to make the change. And, 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 and more importantly... I get great pleasure in the people I work with and help doing better than me. That's great. Great pleasure That's in it. That's wonderful. You know, because I don't want to be the best. Right. 
I mean, I want to be the, 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 I want to be I want to be great and the best at what I do, but I don't believe that my practice is the best. Right. I believe that some people can do pretty well and we do very well in our practice, but we can coach better. That's great. Right. So, that too. Yeah. Um, when it comes so you can there are free resources, yes. the podcast and the book at dentalpracticepivot.com. Yeah. There are courses and you find those at 3ddentist.com. Sign up for those. Um, and then there's a mastermind, but it's limited seating. Yeah. So talk about that. So the mastermind is uh, application number one. Right. And then once you apply, and I think you might be a good candidate, you and I will personally get on the phone and talk about it. We'll see where your practice is, if you have the right mindset, you know, all of those things. And and then it happens, uh, It ha- it's an open-close thing. Right. Okay. We start the program. And then it's done. You can't get in in the middle. And then more than likely, we'll only have one or two programs a year. And that's it. So here we are in January. And yeah. if you're ready to make 2019 the year of change for you, the yeah. year of your pivot, um, go to 3ddentist.com. There'll be an application. Yeah. And um, sign up for the, apply to the mastermind. There's no guarantee. Yep. Um, and there are limited seats. That's correct. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, I always end every time thanking you for your time. And uh, I got a few things to ask of you. Number one, uh, if we can, if you need some help, we're happy to help you, but always get help. Okay. Uh, number two, if you could leave us a review on iTunes so we can increase our standing in iTunes, just like you have to learn to ask your patients for Google reviews. I got to learn to ask you for iTunes reviews. And number three, if you can help spread the word and help grow our reach, I would be eternally grateful. Just like you ask patients to bring you other patients, I'm asking you to bring us other listeners so we can help more dentists love our profession. Thank you again and make it a great week. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.